Welcome to Fake Besties with Besties. I'm Tim. And I'm Mo. And we are real-life besties who have formed imaginary friendships with notable personalities, making them our very own Fake Besties. On today's episode, we're going to do one of my fake besties, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, well, you may know Tim's fake bestie from such amazing films as Pacific Rim, Hellboy 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or, really better films, uh, The Devil's (laughs) Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth, and award-winning as of this year, The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. Of the year. Congrats. Congrats for your fake bestie. We did it. I mean, he did it. but. (laughs) In a way, we did it. But before we get started, I don't want anybody to think that I'm just jumping aboard the Guillermo del Toro bandwagon after the Oscar win, okay? Because you're so cool and artsy, bro. You don't I, just jump on bandwagons. I don't jump on bandwagons. I've never been on a bandwagon in my life. I've been a longtime fan slash fake friend. While I wanted to talk about my dear fake friend in honor of his nomination, I honestly didn't think he was going to win. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Why do you support a fake bestie, Tim? Well, here's the deal. I thought they would give it to Jordan Peele for Get Out, which, look, I respect. I get it. You know what I mean? Did you honestly... Okay, I I get why you're saying you thought... Right. He'd be given the Oscar, but did you honestly believe he was going to win? Did you honestly think Jordan was going to win? No, but I thought it would have been... A good okay, thing. Cool. <laughs> I wanted him to win. Right. I thought he deserved to win. Right. But I also am well aware of how the Oscars do kind of work. That's true. So I did not you, expect you it. have you have an idea of how this idea. country is. Anyway, um so <laughs> don't get me wrong, look, I'm happy for Guillermo. He deserves it. But I have literally spent the past, I guess now like forty eight hours mourning the end of our friendship why the end because he's an oscar winner now it's another echelon fancy word i'm no good with echelons i'm just floating on this kind of mid-level even in my fake life dude and it works for me he literally just got invited to a party where everyone wants to talk to him everybody whether he likes it or not everybody and their brother is gonna want to be his friend and they're probably bringing more to the table than me. He just spent the night talking to Dave Chappelle and Francis McDormand. Okay. Outback Steakhouse to go and Hulu sessions with old Timbo are just going to same ring to it. They don't want to. That doesn't cut it anymore. He's getting pitched premium friendships with amazing people. People that even in my fake life, I can't imagine myself being fake friends with. Uh, okay, so Tim, honestly, I have yet to be fake introduced to him. Right. Like... But I, oh, just I wait. can't imagine or se- I don't sense that he's a douchebag who would just like drop people after winning an Oscar. And on another side note, you've never been nominated or won an Oscar in your fake life. I'm to believe this. Look, I'm the guy, the guys who are nominated like, like I'm almost the outsider. You know what I mean? To get, like, you know what I mean? Like Guillermo <laughs> before the Oscars. Basically, I'm a wanting to get to this point, but so no, maybe I have, in no. another ten years in your fake life, you're there and yeah. not just like this cool guy who's not got a bandwagon. I gotta tell you, it seems awful though. This, I mean, like that whole award show thing seems like work. 
I don't feel like any of those people are having fun at those things. I really don't. Like, you're just sitting there. You're getting judged against your peers. You're nervous. You're sweaty. You're super sweaty. Like, imagine how sweaty I'd be. I'd have to wear three shirts if it was me. And I'd still get that, like, a little dab. Like, where it's just starting. Yeah, you have a suit and everything. I feel like a, you just get to wear suits. That's true. Like I'm not a good suit time. guy, man. Good in a suit. I do look good in a suit, but I just hate putting on hey, you one. You gotta fake Bessie Tom Ford to make suits. I know. For you. Good point. So I gotta take advantage of that. Moving along. Moving along. Mm -hmm. Any way you slice it, he's entered another level. Yeah. Which means that if I want to hang out with my good friend ever again and not be wasting his time, I have to work hard now. Okay. And just get on his level. I'm using this as motivation, Mo. Okay. Now, if he lost. Okay, still on my level. Maybe even I'm a little bit better off because I'm an amazing shoulder to cry on, okay? I'm good at that. A lot of tears on these shoulder pads, if you know what I mean. But now he's a winner, and I gotta step my friend game up. One, I have a couple things. One, maybe you will now be motivated to win an Oscar in your fake life because of this fake friendship, you freaking weirdo. How That's have right. have never been nominated in your fake life? I just doesn't get it. I've already won one in my fake life. I've been nominated two other times. Get with it. Get with this fake life. Raise your levels up. Right. Two, what do you mean by shoulder pads? That's just freaking weird. What? I've never seen you in shoulder pads. I have dainty maybe... shoulders, and I like, to, I like to elevate them. You know what I mean? I like to seem... Like I could carry more weight and you in know my life. What is great with shoulder pads? What tailors well? Suits. Suits. Good point. Get with it with these shoulders. That's true. Uh, and then three. Let's consider this like a pitch meeting to get your fake friendship picked up for a second season. How about that? <laughs> let's do it. This episode. Do it. Let me remind you, Guillermo. Okay, let's start this off. My buddy Michael Shannon told me he had to meet with Guillermo about doing a movie together, okay? Little did we both know that the thing that we were, that they would be talking about at the time would become Shape of Water, okay? How awesome is that? Shaped into Shape of Water. It's shaped <laughs> Either way, Michael was saying how much me and Guillermo had in common. And it should be known that even at this time, I was a fan of this dude, okay? His early films like Pan's Labyrinth, Devil's Backbone, they these were like classes in filmmaking to me. To film nerds in general, the guy's pretty well known, okay? So to hear from one of your friends that someone who is somewhat of a hero to you may get along with you, that's a huge compliment, right? A couple months down the line, Michael Shannon calls again and he says, hey, he'll be in New York City for the day, come down, we'll grab food or whatever, usually end up at a dingy bar. Um, I was game, so I went to the city and I go to this place and I'm waiting at the bar and being a nerd, I also noticed that Guillermo del Toro is at the same bar. What do you know? What? Who'd have thunk it? He's at the same bar waiting for someone himself. But before I can step in and say something, say hello, uh, this fan approaches. And he starts talking to him about his films, right? Now, I'm within earshot of this dude and this whole conversation, and I'm listening to this guy go on and on to Guillermo, and I'm rolling my eyes like, who is this nerd? But Tim, weren't you just about to do the same thing. <laughs> I, maybe. I mean, yeah. So, but the great thing about Guillermo is that he's very accessible. I'll say this about him. Like, it kind of speaks to his films. Uh, he has this rule where he'll kind of, uh, that he's guided his career on. One for them and one for me. Sure, he'll make a Hellboy, which is fantastic. Pacific Rim, fantastic. Very entertaining. They're these huge, big budget movies for the masses, right? 
but it's always in the interest of making something smaller, more daring, might I say, like Pan's Labyrinth or Shape of Water. It's also like that, he's also got that vibe of like that cool older brother who's like, yeah, you like this. I know, I get it, I get it. This is easy to get into. Well, if you like that though, you should check this out. And it's like something that you've never seen before and it challenges you and it opens your eyes up to something totally new, right? Doesn't like Soderbergh do stuff like that too? Like totally. One for, one for... But like actually go like really... For like every ocean. Because I feel yeah. like when you say like a pan's labyrinth, I'm like, I don't feel like that's a low budget <laughs> right. film. Like Soderbergh right. will just be like, give me an iPhone. Yeah, right. Julia Roberts, do your own makeup. Like, <laughs> nah, girl. Right. No, it's true. That's a, a good point. Different realm. But the same kind of attitude, I think, both okay. of those guys, and they're both artists, right? How this conversation was going with this guy, this fan, was like, uh, it was kind of like Guillermo was like, oh, cool, you liked Hellboy, right? Let me interest you in this and check this out. And I'm watching him interact with this fan dying inside, but also, like, on another level, like, Michael Shannon, Jesus Christ, where the F are you, okay? You know? But being friends with anyone who works on a set, you kind of realize what whatever plans you might have could always fall apart. So I just kind of keep waiting. And I'm like, I'll give him another half hour, and then I'm going to head back. Are right? you kidding me? Yeah. At another half hour. What? That's a, a good time. Hour. That's a long time. Oh, you're saying that's a long time. I thought you said that it wasn't no, long enough. that is a long time. <laughs> and also, like, I realize you guys are, like, old school, older right. gentlemen. You right. You Michael, but you don't know how to text? All right. I feel like it's like, don't you? No, we don't. And then, <laughs> A, I don't want to interrupt him because he might be method killing someone on a set somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. And also, Michael like Shannon kind of lives in that world where, like, I feel like, yeah, he has a flip phone, but he also only likes to talk on a rotary phone that's in one location, like in a back alley in New I mean, York. He is your big bestie, but he also strikes me as someone who just does like phone calls. Right. <laughs> Right, like, like he's, he's not a phone, texter. Not a texter, but also, yeah, I'll give it to you. He could have been on set. Yeah. But also, half an hour is a very long period of time, just so you know. Wow. But it also shows me how long you'll wait for me in real exactly. life. Exactly. So That's a day, good thing. I'm like a dog. Yeah, I'm like a dog just waiting for people to come home. Anyway, so the fan leaves, all right? And then Guillermo is sitting there, and I basically strike up an innocent conversation with him. I always give the standard... Thank you for all you do. He thanked you know? him for his movies. Like, <laughs> a thank you for your service, like how normal people would thank someone. Yeah, but like, the, like, like he's a villain. Thanking a director for their movies. Okay. okay. Like, look, I know it's weird, but I feel like these guys need to know they're appreciated, they right? They do. Because an Oscar doesn't do that. <laughs> well, this is pre-Oscar, right? So maybe okay. he hadn't felt the appreciation, okay? Uh, I also know what a mind F it is making a movie, so it's like, thanks for going all that trouble to entertain me. You know what I mean? Uh, but e but either way, we get to talking, me and Guillermo. And before you know it, I'm basically the fan that just left. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was listening to myself talk to him, it would be even more eye-roll-inducing. We both What we both realized is that we were both waiting for Michael Shannon, him to talk about the Shape of Water movie that he was going to do with him, and me just to hang out with Michael Shannon. Or maybe <laughs> Michael Shannon was just, like, low-key hooking you guys up. Maybe he was, <laughs> like, actually across the street. Right. 
all along. That's great. He was just enjoy like this is maybe something that Michael Shannon even does. <laughs> like he enjoys tricking people into these weird meat cutes. Right. He watches them like voyeuristic style across the street, <laughs> maybe like popping popcorn in his mouth. Just just like I knew they'd get along. Like phone calls because everybody knows he only picks up for phone calls. Right. I feel like this could be the Michael Shannon way. Right. Michael Shannon the matchmaker. Bringing people together. Yeah. Bringing people together. One meet cute voyeuristic <laughs> viewing at a time. And it's very creepy Michael Shannon-ish. But too. in a, like his weird. But in a dark- sweet way. He has a dark sense of humor, and I respect it, and that's why I like to imagine this was actually all along the plan. Because it could have gone horribly wrong. I bet you this is actually completely planned, and he he did do this, and he'll lie to your face because it's an ongoing prank, and I love this. That's fine. That's great. This is how your friendship Because started. it brought Guillermo into my life, yeah. right? My fake life. Oh, that's great, it's great, it's great. Because basically our relationship, it's it's like we like to hang out and watch movies, right? He's opened my eyes to, I like, I'm not a big horror movie fan, okay? Like, I just don't get into them. But he opened my eyes to looking at these horror films and the monsters that kind of are in them in a different way. He has an appreciation of monsters, okay? He, uh, a couple things that you may know about him or not know about him. He has a house um, that's completely... House. A house that where he puts the house is basically only there to store the things that he collects. What? What? Yes. Wait. <laughs> so, uh, all right, like imagine this. So, like he has the house that he lives in, right? Um, and then he has a house down the street that would be like where like cool things that he wanted to buy were stored and like set up. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah, all of this makes sense. <laughs> Sense. Like, like it can I be done. What you're saying, but I don't understand it at the same time. So, okay, let me let me try to explain it to you this way. So, if I had a house like this, right, it'd basically be a fogo de chao with a bedroom. What's that again? Fogo, fogo de chao is that is that place where they just present. They bring like you literally sit at a table, right? And you have a card, and you there's a red side and a green side. This is blowing your mind right now. So there's a red side and a green side. And when you're ready to eat, you flip the card over to the green side, and they literally come at you with just, like, slabs of meat that they cut and then put onto your plate. Wait, it's a restaurant? It's a restaurant. You pay a is flat it, fee. Isn't it assumed when you go to a restaurant you want food? It is, Why but, like, this card? is a... this Because they will come at you, and you need to be able to tell them to stop for a second so you can eat, you know? Because they won't stop cutting until you I flip this card up. I want to go to one of these You just want to go to watch... flip the card back <laughs> just to see them, like, continue to chop. This is... Like, like, just watch this meat, like, overpile. So, it'd basically be that restaurant with all the meats. In your bedroom. And then a bedroom. I just, like, imagine, like, if that, if you could Guillermo del Toro a house for yourself, you yeah. would very much be, like, Marlon Brando at the end of the life. Like, oh, yeah. Just, like, and then just die. Yeah, just a big So, it's best mess. that you never get this house. It's basically, like, Island of Dr. Moreau Brando. Yeah. And then I'm dead. What, what would yours be? Knowing, like, kind of getting a better idea. Uh, okay, so this I get what you're saying to me, but I also can't help it. It feels weird and wasteful, but I'm trying to like play along for you and your fake life. Like, right. I, like maybe like my parents had a very large record collection, which I have some. Okay. 
but that wouldn't fill a whole house. I don't know if I collect or even repress collecting stuff as a child <laughs> to want a whole house. And right. honestly, I'd like to use a house if I bought it because <laughs> and not just treat it like a really expensive storage space. Right. I not I really do want to play along with this, but <laughs> you can't even fathom it. I, <laughs> Just learned about this neat cutting. Fogo de Chow's still blowing your mind. Right. And I'm just like confused about uh, it's fine. House of Horrors, in a sense. That's what it sounds like to me. No, it's it's like a it's like an amazing wax museum. Oh, okay. I don't really like wax museums either. <laughs> I'm I'm striking out. But yeah. no, I mean either way, it's cool. Um and also for the boys, like I can bring them there. They're fine. They can walk around for hours. And he always is hooking us up with, like, free toys. Because, like, he does those big-budget movies, you know what I mean? And they always have, like, the... you're telling me that this house has, like, a bunch of memorabilia. You really wouldn't bring your sons there? What if something breaks? Oh, it's... Good point. That's a good point. I'm assuming he has good insurance. Oh, exactly. I mean, you know, he could just... One would hope. One would hope. If you have a whole house... Thank God. (laughs) I hope... God, I wonder... Maybe wait till the boys are a little bit older. I was not in a quake zone or anything. Jesus. The insurance I think bought. all of Los Angeles is. So <laughs> it's just one big zone. The insurance is probably bought. Right. So either way, what I love about Guillermo and why I appreciate him so much is that he brings a different point of view, right? Uh, when he was a kid, he made a choice to confront his fears, like the things that would scare him in films. Um, he would be like, okay, this is scary, but I want to see, like, the. I want to find empathy for this character, like the Frankensteins, like the creatures of the Black Lagoon. Like, he wanted to know why he was scared of them. And the only way to get to know that sometimes is to get to know that person, right? That's a really mature way to look at it for a Absolutely. little boy. He was very advanced as a little boy, as was I. That's why we get along as well. <laughs> Our youths were just advanced. But you know what I mean? It's like. You want to learn, instead of like just fearing something and judging something yeah. based on that, right? You want to learn more about them. Um, it's something like like I even aspire to do as a nearly 40-year-old man. <laughs> um, and something even a hundreds-of-year-old country should aspire to as well. To look at things that you might find fearful. And instead of being afraid of them or wanting to do something horrible... You might want to flip the script, flip that old Fogo de Chow thing over, and learn about them. You know what I mean? Keep cutting away. Keep cutting away the garbage and the fat. Yeah. And say, hey, no more. He's a dreamer. Point blank. Okay? And he's given us a different point of view. And and that's to be respected, and it should be uh, appreciated. Uh, So, yeah. And I more feel like of I it. need to be like a slow clap. Yeah. yeah, I need an Oscar clap. You know what I mean? What is that? A <laughs> standing O. You know, know what I mean? We'll ask Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> Keep going. Either so way. Here's, yeah, here's, I want this. You want to meet this guy, right? I Before do. you were a little hesitant. You know, who's this weirdo with the house with all the collections and stuff? I was not hesitant, but the house made me a little... Okay, so here's why I say, let's face our fears, Mo. Let's face your fear, okay? <laughs> let's go to that house that has all this stuff in it. It might be scary. It's not just 
normal stuff. It's but you have to see this. Like, it is insane. Yeah. And I figure I bring you there. Maybe we try and do a camp out. You know, like a Scooby-Doo episode. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to stay in this haunted house. <laughs> I know where the key is, man. He doesn't have to be there. He's an Oscar winner. You think he's going to want to, like, you know so what I mean? So I'm just going to his house? I'm not meeting him? Okay. So, here's what I figure. Here's what I figure. Uh-huh. You meet him by being surrounded by these things. No, you'll meet him. Of course, he'll come by. I'm not going to go by myself. Okay, uh, well, here's... I'm going to... But gonna, I do think we should try to stay over. I... Okay, if we're going to do this, which is weird, but hey, this is your fake life. I'm right, man. My it. fake life's weird. Let's make our own horror film. Oh. This sounds like a horror film. Okay. I don't believe I would probably sleep that night. So we I'm could Soderbergh it? Just going to... Yes. We could get our iPhones out. And be like, you're making a movie because this is like, I'm not going to bed. (laughs) And then we'll make a little horror movie. And then whenever he comes home, we're like, surprise. Give me where the key was. And he'd be like, oh, that's that's old Tim. We made a film. (laughs) And it's like paying homage. And he'll be like, oh, okay. He seems like he'd be like very cheery. I think he would find it A, hilarious. And B, he would love it. He but would love also, it. I feel like with my years of dance and my love of puppetry, I could play like an amazing monster in one of his films, like to really give homage. Dude, so you use this, right? As uh-huh. like you're real, and then he casts you in his next film. Watch, and it's you... like not even meant to be that, but like it's meant to be as a joke, and he's like, oh, and then by the end. But he's so captivated. I get my slow Oscar realization, Jennifer Garner realization. Right. From him, maybe I end up. Being a creature. You're a shape of water, too. You know what I mean? Cool. The the daughter of the amphibian monster and the girl. And your story. Oh, Guillermo, you're welcome. I just gave you much more money and maybe another Oscar. So, <laughs> yeah, I so, love it and this was all because we broke into... <laughs> like a Hellboy, too. Like, not even like yes! a creative name. It's just shape of water, too. And everyone's like, More what? water. <laughs> Humans are all dying because there's only water everywhere. It goes with global warming. We could tie this in. Oscars love that. Mo, I see this going places. This is a great idea that we can feed off of. It should probably take place in Los Angeles because I love that too. That's true. We'll work it out. We're we're going to table this, you know. We'll storyboard it. So, yeah, that's how you guys meet. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting, inviting me to break into your fake bestie's house, even though you know where his key is, and then having a little ho-ho-ho fun yeah. of screening it in his house of storage of memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. So- oh, hey! What would be in your house that you would just... I am tired. Yeah, what would be in your house that you collect stuff in? Oh my God, I would totally love to know. I think I I think I would love to know too. I think of anything. Like a room with lizards. So it's just a house of lizards. That's a zoo. Okay, we'll work on it. But please email us at fakebestieswithbesties at gmail.com and tell us what you put in your house. And just remember, just because we've never met doesn't mean we can't be friends. (laughs) 